gonna be good it's gonna i'm gonna prove a point today about doing these things myself um so hello everyone i know this is gonna be slow to get people to trickle in because i'm sure they don't know we started um but while that takes place i'm gonna share this no goose and rely on the ravenous fans in the group to join us here today so let's see no goose all right. All right. Radio City recap is live in El Goose. I have no idea if anyone's in here because I don't know how to use this really. So this is going to be interesting. Oh, we got nine. Oh, we got nine viewers. Okay. Very good. Um, happy to see everybody. Let's see. Is there any way I can see who's viewing? No, of course not. All right. Angela's here relying on my friends. All right. Peter. Hell yeah. EJ. Good to see you. Um, you know, so let's, you know, let's kick this off. We got a tight timeline today. Um, you know, so because we got a big premiere coming again, the band stepping on our toes here at the great beyond as usual. Um, thank you, John. I usually don't wear the bucket hat because I look like absolute shit in it. Um, but you know, I'm pretty high. I wanted some flair. I got the shenanigans shirt on. It doesn't show up. So we got the bucket hat on today. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for joining me. This is the Bruce takeover episode. Uh, I don't know if you've been following, but Greg and Joey have been trying to kick me off this podcast and um, make Karina the third host. You know, and I know she's good and all, but, you know, like I've said to them, I've been through the trenches. I've done the hard work here. Joey and Greg have really done most of the hard work, but then I've come in third. And that's a lot of work in and of itself. So anyway, let's get on with the Bruce show. Um, first things first, we'll just touch on some news. Y'all love news. It's extremely exciting. Uh, one thing that won't be as exciting are the trivia giveaways. So <laughs> those will be resuming soon. Greg's the one with the merch, you know, and the hookup, as they say, I've got nothing. Uh, but just an update. I know we owe people merch. Uh, we're going back, going through the episodes, making sure everybody gets what they need. I'll try to ship some out this week. And then when Greg get, and I get back from Peach, we'll make sure to take care of that. The tickets that he's supposedly giving away, those are, you know, those are him. Yes, exactly, Eric. Oh, boy, I love being able to control these comments. Oh, God, yes, dude. It's about time I took over this silly-ass podcast. So there's that. All right, so cool. Um, we'll quickly touch on some upcoming shows. Obviously, uh, we know what we want to talk about today are the two shows that just went down. But Hi Sierra coming up on Thursday out in Quincy, California. It's going to be a really cool fest set for them. Um, and it sounds like a great fest. And then Peach Fest, of course, the return to Peach Fest this weekend. 
uh, is going to be pretty epic late night on the main stage, Saturday night. It's going to be really, really fun. Um, so we'll get back to that stuff later. Uh, one thing I will mention quickly is that Greg, Joey, and I will be doing some interviews in the Artist Lodge um, at Peach Fest, doing some stuff for Osiris, doing some stuff for Great Beyond, and just would love to talk to all of you. There'll be a lot of artists coming in and out, and I think there'll be, you know, there'll be viewings for that stuff. So um, definitely come by and say hi and and check out some of the interviews from from us. No Simple Road, another great Osiris podcast. Uh, Daniel Donato, who's an artist, is going to who's going to be there. He'll also be interviewing people. So definitely stop by the lodge and check that out. Um, man, isn't news just <laughs> so exciting. The best part of the show. Um, also, uh, one thing I want to mention is check out HF pod while we're talking about Osiris. Uh, it's the longest running fish podcast out there. Um, and yesterday, Brian Weber, AKA Jive Goose, who a lot of you might know on the scene. And I, uh, <laughs> Bruce is everywhere these days. Um, of obviously, uh, but so I, we were on to talk a little bit more, take a more fish centric look at the Trey set that we'll also be reviewing a little bit today. Um, the obviously epic set with Trey. So that was a lot of fun. Check that out. Um, you know, if you can't get enough of me, there's there's unfortunately more there. And then one last thing I want to mention, uh, Eric and Michelle Varvel from Varvel Arts, the great artists big supporters, friends of the podcast. Um, they're going to be running a fundraiser to help support some other big fans and friends of the band and the podcast. I hope Eric and Angela Lindsay with surgery for their beloved potato, um, OB, I mean, pooch OB. Uh, so check that out. If you're feeling generous, want some great art. I think, um, Mark Chavon's from Mima Vaughn's also going to be sharing some art for that fundraiser. Uh, so check that out. I'll be posting that on Facebook on my feed post show. Um, and then lastly, before I even get to the guests that we're going to have here today, because I'm not just going to subject you all to me uh, the whole time, at least. This is this is great, though. Um, did anybody get an NFT? I, don't, I forgot all about the NFT with Goose releasing an album, you know, big deal, being on CBS, News Fest, old people, um, you know, and then these two sold out shows at Radio City. Yeah. But uh, got an anybody in the an NFT? EJ? No, Sarah forgot. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. Nobody got the NFT. What the fuck is an NFT? Two. What the fucks is an NFT? I like that. <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a non fungible token and it's probably pretty worthless. But James Flames is cool. I'm sure it's cool looking. Yeah, it probably wasn't worth it. I mean, you got to get the. We're not going to get into this. This is going to be extremely boring. We're going to lose listeners quickly. Um, so anyway, I'm going to try to get to our guests here. I've got them waiting in the wings. These are some very special guests uh, that I have on the show today. They're very good friends of mine, good friends of the band. I've been seeing them for, I think, four, four years, over four years now. Um, one of them is nodding for me. Thank you for the help. I need help without Joey and Greg today. It's obvious. Um, but so I'm really happy to introduce uh, two people whose hundredth show, 99th and hundredth, happen to be 624 and 625. These two epic shows at Radio City Music Hall. This is my friends uh, Jessica and Mike Dubois. Hey. Welcome. Hi, Bruce. Great to have you guys on the Great Beyond. This is what it's about. Family Lamb here. <laughs> Yeah, sure. look, go ahead. <laughs> oh, they're married, everybody. This is gonna uh, happen. Yes, I, yes not I, guess, I wanted to get something in now because it's just gonna end up being like after a show, Jess and Bruce talking over each other, and me just kind of sitting quietly listening. So, 
That's what I expected. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> that's why I invited you guys on. I knew it'd be easy peasy for us to just continue to talk endlessly. Um, so, how are you guys doing today? Feeling pretty good. Yeah. Starting to get ready for Peach Fest. We we leave Wednesday night, ready? Thursday. Like, I, I think we have done no preparing for it, but yeah, leaving. <laughs> Welcome to the group of people who are very unprepared for Beach Fest to come up very quickly. Um, but yeah, excited to spend that time with you guys. Hopefully we can catch Billy together if I can get up there early enough on Thursday. I'd really love to see him. Um, but yeah, so okay, let's let's get this show on the road, shall we? Um, so and I, I have another special guest lined up. We'll see if he joins us today, but I think he will. Story. I think he will. I, I have confidence. He texted me, he was just pulling in, so I believe him. See if you figure out the technology. Um, so anyway, like everybody was here for, like we are here to talk about Goose Radio City Music Hall, who sold out shows Friday and Saturday night. Um, that absolutely went down in an epic manner, and obviously, everybody knows about Saturday night. Well, we're going to touch on both because Friday night was also an incredible show, incredible three set show, same format, acoustic, two electric and an encore, which is incredible for the band to try to fit in before 1159, which is why they didn't do it the second night. <laughs> um, yeah, of course. Of course, we're going to just pay thousands of dollars to play later because we can't manage our time. No, that's not the reason. But anyway, so we'll talk about the shorter show first Friday night, 624. Um, so let's just dive right in. So California Magic opener, um, but also a little bit from Handini about women's rights. Jess, you want to talk about that a little? Just that it was great to see him do that. I know Peter and the band have always yeah. spoken up about different things along the way, and I was so excited that they said that on such a big day for them. And Ben had a pin one night. I noticed Rick had the, a pin yeah. another night, the second night. Right. Yeah. Rick had a pro-choice pen. What did Ben have? I remember something. He gets said, if you don't like abortion, get a vasectomy. Oh, snip, snip. Okay. Eric Max. <laughs> chat. Yeah, people want Russo. They want vasectomies. Like, like someone. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Yeah, but so great way to start off the show. Huge, obviously, huge applause from the crowd. Uh, everybody was happy about that. And Peter's always mindful of that. So is the whole band. Um, so it's always good to see that. California Magic is also a great new song. Um, and really like perfect for acoustic, you know, what, Mike, what were your thoughts on that way to start? Yeah. I mean, it was a good start. I, we were a little frazzled. We walked in right as yeah. the first notes were starting kind of oh. couldn't have worked out much more perfectly, but yeah. uh, I got off a plane at six 30 and then made it to the show in time. So it was a little bit crazy. And Mike, you drove the night before, right? Yeah, I drove yeah. in the night before yeah. and then, uh, I did wait in that gigantic Pollock poster line and, did that uh, ordeal, but yeah, mm. done. Fought the masses, all the pushing and shoving, and but yeah. Then just mm. like when the first notes started, like I burst out crying. So Mike was a little distracted <laughs> for a second while I composed myself. I mean, I kind of saw that moment. coming, but yeah, it, it was it was pretty much waterworks. The, well, both nights, the really. Yeah, it was. A lot of crying this weekend. I, <laughs> I have heard a lot of crying. Mike, did you cry just from all of the crying? I, I don't know if I would have. I, I was mostly trying to keep it together. So like more people around us were like, what, what, all these people just crying around us. The lady was sobbing the entire time. Yeah, Goose fans don't chomp. They just sob constantly <laughs> the whole show. Yeah. Um, uh, so Kathy, what's up? That fun in the poster line. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> oh, there we go. Hi, Sam. Yeah. Can confirm the tears. Okay. 
I don't cry. I'm soulless and completely dead inside. So you said nice you cried on the podcast last night. You said you cried. Um, oh, I also lie on these podcasts regularly. We don't. It, it's fine. Being a podcaster allows you to <laughs> choose what you want to say as facts. So I just I have a diary of every time you've cried. So I just like need to adjust my notes to. Yeah, a lot of lies in that diary. I'm sure. I don't know. We'd get a fact check that thing. Um, but anyway, moving on. Yeah. Elizabeth, another great song for acoustic, always upbeat. Um, you know, and then going from that sing song in California, man, it kind of reminds me of Eagle song and Elizabeth was just a, a bopper, um, classic little like poppy kind of song from Peter. And then uh, Jackaro to slow it all down. What did you think about that progression? I mean, the, the pop just from everyone in the room when that came on, it was it was one of the more quiet, you know, acoustic songs in terms of the crowd and the noise around. I mean, people actually really kind of, you know, shut up for that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it was definitely like we were in down on like Trevor Side Orchestra the first night and a little bit waves back. Um, and it was definitely like everyone getting adjusted and like finding their people and everything for the very beginning. But then it definitely yeah. quieted it down for the, for the third song. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. and Jack Rowe, I just, it's just like a special song. And I had a few notes yeah. like um, that. It's often attributed to the dead. I stole these set list notes off of Facebook on El Goose. <laughs> and thank you for the people who put them up there. Cause I couldn't find any others. Um, but it's often attributed to the dead. It's not really a dead song per se. It's an old classic uh kind of like a what scottish song north american and british song um from the 1800s so that's a lot of stuff that jerry always did with americana i just figured Perfect. i'd throw that out there a lot of people don't seem to know that about jack row is it true this is the first song you learned on guitar gosh you read the notes <laughs> <laughs> people think bruce doesn't take notes for these shows <laughs> oh, but he does <laughs> um and just proved that but yeah it was the first song i learned to play on guitar and then that's kind of why it's a little bit this traditional sort of song it's, it's it's an easier song to play and it's such a nice song to sing along to and it's it's very moving in a way um but yeah i learned to play it on guitar and that's why i knew right away that it wasn't just really a jerry song but kind of always is attributed to him even though the whole arrangement's joan baez another artist the guys like in goose they've covered a joan baez song i can't remember the name of it god okay none of us can if anybody in the chat just and mike have seen a hundred goose shows but no one none of us can rem <laughs> yeah. remember the name of this joan My baez song they covered God, so yeah, we always rely on people in the chat to help us again. And we need Silver Dagger. I knew Neil Landry, of course, is out there helping from the almost always there pod, which is a much more of a goose podcast than this one. Thank you, Neil. Yeah, Bucket yeah. Hat Bruce playing guitar sounds like a money making machine. Eric, I agree. Um, so moving on from Jack Rowe, then we got another really good three song progression that I thought you know, it was good together. So I'm going to put them that way with turn clouds, this old C, which is a really nice, this old C and just, and I love that song. Um, and then all I need. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Jess, what did you think about that little segment? This old C I was standing still and like holding my glasses so that through the tears, I could try to see. Oh, crying still. Distance, like, like, <laughs> sobbing hysterically, like peering to try to you're see gonna, you're gonna see that was like a theme. <laughs> that was mostly yeah. Yeah. You hear a lot about crying this show. <laughs> I have been crying myself too. We'll hear more about that in a second. <laughs> um, but you too, Mike. What did you think about that whole set? 
Acoustic. I mean, I always I'm I'm a sucker for turn clouds always. So like, great, that was fantastic. Um, this old sea, I I'm not in the, I'm not a this old sea hater. I I like this old sea. I'm, I'll jump right on with you guys on this. Yeah, and I mean, all I need, I uh, at first I was a little bit, you know, oh, okay, like great song for acoustic, but I always love that electric. But uh, you know, I think that uh, that all worked out. The, the funny thing is that. He's had a lot of needs for sure. I mean, we, we all have, you know, you guys yeah. have too. And, um, but they do such different stuff with it a lot and it's, and it opens the door for it with two jams in it. So it's always good that I honestly was, like you said, Mike, I, you know, obviously acoustical I need, Hmm. I thought it was really good. It was only nine minutes. So that's like probably the shortest all I need. They played in for a long, a long time, but. It was a pretty I thought long it was a really good one. for This Old Sea, right? I was trying to figure yep. out how long it was. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the This Old Sea was longer. It was like 11 and a half minutes, I think, yeah. something like that. So, um, And they always take that out for a ride a lot now, too, after Rick gets his singing in. So, um, But anyway, <laughs> let's jump into the electric stuff. This podcast is electric today. Everybody's electric <laughs> in the comments, so let's go. Electric set. So first set, electric, second set of the show. Um, jumping right in. Uh, to Radio City with a tumble, which love, love that choice. Um, and this was a good tumble. This was a pretty good tumble. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, coming off, I mean, the acoustic was a really great warm up for everyone. And coming back from set break, it was a great, just, you know, kick things off, super energetic. I mean, the crowd was super into it. And, you know, we had a pretty good spot. You know, we were lower orchestra watching and just like, People were losing their minds. Was that the set we? I think that set we yeah. wandered over with some friends on Peter's side. Is that? I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we were we had a different view for the very. We moved around a little bit. Oh, yeah, you had a view of Peter um, yeah. <laughs> doing things within his middle, his crotch yeah. area. Yeah. <laughs> for it's a couple of Everybody wants to for actual seats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Angela. Angela prefers other songs to this old say, okay. Anyway, um Bruce and I so, love it enough for everyone. So <laughs> <laughs> so next up though, Born, you know, they, they did have good energy through both the acoustic sets from the sounds of it. Um, and Tumble's a great energetic jam. Uh, and then go on into Born, which gets a little bit more spacey and, and slows things down a little bit. But that is a hell of a song now, and I think I always love that song. I know you guys seemed to like that song when it came out too. I know it was getting yeah. a lot of hate, you know. Rob Thomas likes it. Who was I'm a Dripfield album <laughs> fan. I think I've listened to it like a, at least 50 times in the last hmm. what, four days. But you're insane a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> so I was like I had like a checklist of all of the like album songs. Like which are that are we gonna hit them all in the weekend? But so I was excited. Yeah. Well, Mike, like, because you're not as active in El Goose as you used to be, which, God, you're I so, lucky. <laughs> so lucky. Um, but um, no, when, when Born came out, man, the first single from Dripfield, and people were like, like, literally shocked about this kind of more indie vibe and atmosphere to it. Um, and they had a poll in, in El Goose, and I swear to God, after like hundreds of votes, it was still like split 50-50 as far as who liked it and who did it. Wow. Um, but you know, you can always hear the live last, potential for it, you know? Yeah, the last couple times they played it live, there's they've definitely, I think, proven those people wrong. I mean, it, Dude, and they have this sick 2001. I, I, you know, look, well, we're talking about Fish. We're talking about Trey. You know, we're going <laughs> to reference Fish today. But they have this sick 2001 jam out of Bourne. I don't care if it is 2001 or not. 
I can hear it all the time. And it's yeah. really great, you know? And, and now lately, Legend Valley one was didn't keep that jam. It got darker and, and different immediately. This one kind of had a little bit of the vibe. It didn't go all the way there. It was super spacey, I noticed when I was listening earlier. That was the first time I cried of set two, was The born. So Okay, The born, Good the song to cry to. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard you know, Rick's, um, Rick's emotion Thomas. is strong. Rob Thomas? Oh, yeah, we could talk about Rob Thomas. <laughs> so... We talk about Rob Thomas a lot in the Goose community for some horrible <laughs> reason. And it was incredible that he ended up, what it was it on Instagram? It was the song of the day. It was I thought it was a yeah. Photoshop at first. <laughs> I didn't think it was real either. But then it, I saw it on Twitter too. And I'm like, retweet, retweet. <laughs> we support Rob Thomas to have him on anytime down to talk about all of the hits that he had with Matchbox 20 in his solo career. Thank you, Rob. Great Beyond needs people to interview. So um, moving on through the set. So yeah. after Born, you know, and both of those were good, good songs, kind of long, man. Um, yeah. And then we got into uh, The Whales. How, yeah, what about The Whales, especially on the new album? I mean, that that might be my favorite song on the new album. That, yeah. that song is so good on the album. And I mean... They killed it that night too. Like what it yeah, what a different feel for the song now. And the way Rick sang yeah. it live was really different. For sure, for sure. Like behind Peter, you know, it was like yeah. very much different. But I just want to we haven't talked about Getty's lights yet, which I don't know how we haven't done that. This is how we do it actually on the Great Beyond, is that eventually one of us is just like we have we haven't mentioned Getty. Because <laughs> I remember Wales was like the first time that I like looked all the way like up from the stage and saw everything he was doing on like beyond. I don't know. What did he call that? The ceiling? Right. I guys are always kind of close and it's just a different right. perspective on the lights, yeah. you know, and you got such a unique kind of view in Radio City, which is that theater style with the yeah. little drapes and everything around and um, the curved architecture and Getty really took yeah. advantage of that. You know what the funny thing was? I said to Getty after that show, I was like, you know, you kind of look like you got to pare some things down when a little bit minimalist when you have all of these gadgets now and lights to play with. And he said he, he kind of did. Uh, and that Kalinsky, Matt Kalinsky, manager of the band, um, Main, friend of the podcast, uh, he also said, he, he was like, yeah, Matt's been telling me that for a while, you know, and I, I went to try it, you know, tonight, and I, and I really liked it. And I think it paid off a lot in some of these situations and similar with the whales and what he was doing. And I, it's kind of, from the pictures I've seen, it looks like it's a little bit in contrast to the, the second night. So we're going to, we got to talk about that too. Yeah. But then, um, so after the whales, Western Sun, everybody loves Western Sun. Um, <laughs> We've that was heard my first like first cry along goose song was Western Sun. Oh, I'm sorry, is that just what we're doing today? Is we're just talking. <laughs> just right? But how many? So that. did you end up getting to crying during that? Oh yeah, like I had okay, okay. for a second, and then it was waterworks again. Okay, so if anybody's tallying out there, I think we're up to like four specific crying moments during the first show. So we're gonna keep adding that up for Jess. The um, get count. Saturday. We won't talk about that yet. Okay. Okay. We're gonna get there. We're gonna keep counting Saturday. It's gonna be the whole weekend. Uh, uh, just it's been so fun to see them play with like a Western Sun a little bit. That was yeah. mm -hmm. like so we started seeing Goose in twenty eight January twenty eighteen, and then we started going. Oh, oh. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so, um, I think it was like March twenty eighteen. We saw them in. Putnam, is that right? March? That, yeah, March. And they so were opening for, spring, so. yeah, uh, they were opening yeah. for Ryan Monflu. And there was, I don't think anyone there who 
new goose other than us. And so they did some like wacky stuff with that set. And I think that Western Sun made it on that um, spring tour yeah yeah camp that's a good one to yeah. shout out to people nobody ever talks yeah. about that anymore but yeah there's like a winter tour western, highlights after that western sun that for that one i was like you did crazy things and they were like yeah because we knew you would care <laughs> <laughs> and so this western well, sun it was like full circle again yeah. I, yeah and i mean you look at the western sun from perry which is obviously <laughs> epic and probably their best western sun yeah. and then one of their best. And then uh, the one they did at Legend Valley recently with the three song second set in between the middle there was like just so per it because maintained some kind of weird vibe. I was like, this is just different. And then this one, you know, this one was a little bit more standard, but like the, the, the vibe of the whole set, the flow of the whole set, we talked about this on the podcast yesterday and Megan noticed that a uh, host on the podcast, make the Megan dance on HF pod mentioned that. The flow of the show from yeah. Friday was really good. And I'm looking at the cellist. I'm like, it kind of looks slower, but I remember it being upbeat and energetic the whole night. And I think that's something that they've been able to do with Western Sun that they weren't in the past ever doing, you know? Yeah. Um, and then finally, pancakes. We've got to talk about pancakes. Um, yeah. When I that was a pancakes today, I was trying to, Neil had sent me some links to listen so I could try to remember through being overwhelmed and Neil again, supporting the podcast in many ways. And Trevor in the like what middle to second half of pancakes was absolutely insane. And I yeah, remember that I from the yeah. show. And then like listening, I got stuck in like an hour of listening to like just the second half of pancakes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Neil. And yes, yeah. Sam, I agree, man. I, that, that opening riff is just so catchy. I think this is one of the things with Peter's songs is that people get wrapped around the axle. It's, the lyrics sometimes and almost like just accompany the song, like any other kind of melodic device in it, like any other instrument. Um, and it's not the focal point per se, but it just adds some texture and flavor to the song. But that opening riff pancakes is really cool. And a lot. And, and has that very cool riff. Yeti has that very cool riff. Um, time to flee is very catchy or like can get in your head. He, he just has a knack for that. Butterflies is also <laughs> very cool riffs in that too. Um, so it's cool to say, did Jess cry during pancakes? That would have been strange. Yeah, I don't think, I don't so. think so. Okay, okay, okay. No crying during pancakes. Yeah, yeah that's not a lot. <laughs> There's no crying in pancakes. Pancakes yeah. got mean towards the end, too, a little bit. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't remember <laughs> crying during pancakes. It was, it was, it was more of a rager of a pancakes. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like a lot of melted butter and maple syrup, yeah, you right. know, just getting really right. crazy. Right. Um, so then, okay, so let's keep going because I am doing bad yep. on time management. People got to watch the show after this. Um, right. But set three, Big Modavon, the next really big song of the show. What'd you guys think of that? Yeah, I mean, to me, that's like, I don't care if they stick it. The beginning of a set, end of a set. I always love when they play that. And they can, I mean, pretty consistently, they've been taking it some pretty interesting places. Uh, I still, you know, one of my, my top ones is still probably that uh, Mousetrap 2019, where I feel like that's where they really started, like, you know, taking Madhavan in way different directions and experimenting yeah. with it a little bit more. Yeah, it's a good one, dude. I forgot. I haven't thought about that one in a long time. And Mousetrap. No, I put that, that, yeah. I listen to that at least once a week. That's, that 12, 14, 19 right. Mousetrap show is another legendary show yeah. for sure. For I think you a lot can of hear, cool covers. I think you can hear Bruce screaming during this, like a quick, like, yeah, I don't know how to. It's very possible. Yeah. I was very drunk at the end of that tour. Um, yeah. 
No, this one. No. This Madhavan. This one. Right? I was also probably you know, <laughs> the difference. <you> know. Similar. <laughs> but I, um, and I'm, I don't know. The energy was crazy. <laughs> Angela said big dogs got to eat. Yeah. Big, that's dog. my favorite. <laughs> big my dog's favorite hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and then I feel like that one, I could just picture you with your like fist pump, like through the whole thing. Mm. The know, hands. Through, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. A few people don't know on the podcast. I, you know, I try to dance. It doesn't come out that like like a dance, but we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> I'm sorry, my mom just got here. Mom, we are we're live. Oh, does <laughs> yeah, I mean his mom? Did mom listen to the archives? They were trying to tune in on YouTube, and instead they just came to our house and walked in. So. Yo, tune in live, baby. That's the way. That's, that's fire. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, knows. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, what's up? All right, so we have many guests. On this. this is what happens when Bruce runs the podcast. Yeah. A disaster. So let's talk about the next two. These are the most important ones of this night, in my opinion, Hot Tea and Arrow, with Stuart Bogey on sax, who played sax on the uh, new album, Dripfield. D. James Goodwin on guitar, who produced uh, the album. He also played some instruments on the album. Uh, and Dave Nelson on tr on trombone. Uh, what did you guys think about this hot tea and arrow? Amazing. Yeah, I mean, I I like Studio Arrow a lot. I I like the arrangement of it. I, I you know, so I was super stoked that they played that. You know, pretty you know that kind of arrangement on it. And you know, anytime they have horns, like I'm I'm super stoked about it. They. Uh, it was a pizza in the park a few years ago. They had, yeah. uh, it was like Arcadia, and then they covered that Billy Joel song. I think so. <laughs> Dude, I mean, like, I'm just happy. I was so, it sounded so good with the horns, both songs. But yeah. Hot Tea, Hot Tea especially, was incredible, the slow tea with the horns. And they kept it type <laughs> one the whole time. Sorry, everybody. It was flames. And, um. <laughs> And like it, I I loved it, man. I was happy to hear how good it sounded. Both songs with the horns in Radio City because of so much shit talking about what it was like on the album. What do you think yeah. was different about? I that? think that they were really patient with it too. Like they, the horns were not, you know, they they were tasteful. They were good interplay with them. Like they weren't just you know blaring and kind of you know doing their own thing. It was you know obviously they played with those guys before and you know, super talented, but it just, I think that it was, you know, slowed down a little bit, um, you know, just like on the studio version, you know, it's a little bit slower and, you know, I really dig that. Just as even concentrating on the podcast, everybody, oh, yes, Mike, Mike like is spinning window. insight over here. I think that's me yeah, right I'm not really sure what's happening. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing here. <laughs> Probably uh, I just just was parents have invaded the, the great beyond. Hi, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Um, God, if they just listened to the show, I'd ask them some questions about the animal or whatever. But they tried to they tried they were trying to listen to the podcast and they couldn't figure it out. So you need some better directions. It's probably for the best, really. <laughs> um, I mean, and it's and it's recorded. They can always go back and give us views. We desperately um, need section. <laughs> I love the horns. I love. Arrow and Hot Tea in the album. Uh, like the thing that everyone talks about on, like the, the I said, called the clatter in the very beginning of Arrow. Like I, the pots like, and pans. You mean what? <laughs> Let's just you know the pots and pans that they dropped yeah. on the ground. Yeah, the sounds like <laughs> just having like so much fun. And so I support them doing having fun. 
More fun. Well, More fun. Yeah, I mean, it was in, we talked so quick plug of The Great Beyond, even though you're already watching. Um, but we interviewed D. James Goodwin. Oh, wait, I didn't. That's right. The people that tried to right. take the pot away from me did with I Karina. I episode. So. No, it was a really good interview. They got a lot of good information out of him about their approach to a bunch of the songs in the album in general. It was actually really interesting for me to listen to, too. And I don't ever listen to podcasts because I'm usually on it. So everybody should check that out. It was a really good episode. So let's now, after this plug, we're going to get in to what everybody wants to talk about, the Trey show. One of the most epic shows, definitely. I regrettably was not at, but it's hard not to be extremely happy about this show even happening anyway, especially from somebody who's been in the community for a long time and it's it is nice from my perspective to see this and and to see how well they all executed it but want to do a quick thing i didn't do this before but i want to talk to you guys really quickly about you know your background we know your background sorry we've been friends with the band for a while been seeing them for a long time this was your hundredth show what about your connection with fish as well um i think i, I started a little bit before jess uh it kind of started more just you know i wasn't super into jam bands in college and uh it started as just like a way for me and my college buddies to you know get together in the summer and we started going to see shows at SPAC and uh kind of escalated from there um it was, always so, like a, it was always like a guy's weekend like he would go with his college friends and i'd be like no thanks i don't want yeah. to yeah so then jess came to magna ball with us that, that was good choice. That was that was his first match. <laughs> and oh, so good choice. Mike was so nervous. Like, so I hear them planning, and they're like, "There's a, there's gonna be a Ferris wheel and all this stuff." And I was like, "I want to go. Ferris you can't leave me behind while you go to this thing." And <laughs> well, you go to something with a Ferris wheel. No, yeah, way. I we're talking about going to Not. like a fish festival. And she's like, "Yeah, the Ferris, the Ferris wheel. wheel. I can't miss that." And so yeah, Mike was super that. freaked out. He was like, "Jess, you." Fish makes you anxious when you play it around the house. Like the jams, sometimes like the repetitive jams can like really throw oh, yeah. like, off I, my There have been like, you know, even like, you know, vocal jams. Why? Yeah, I'm just like, you need to turn that off right now. Right. <laughs> well, I'm not going to blame her on that for the most yeah. part. There aren't very many fish vocal jams that I love. And so Mike was super freaked out about like bringing me to this festival and like being stuck there for days. And like, if I hated it, like what that would be like. And I fell in love like immediately like that yeah. was, like, the first second day first uh, pretty much right away that yeah. like divided sky they played that magna ball i all of a sudden i was like this is i love that was it second like, day. yeah second day afternoon set yeah yeah, uh, and then, yeah, so yeah i got the bug day. pretty hard and then the next year they were doing so we went pretty hard on fish did the entire dozen did seven the 17 <laughs> I was reading Angela's comment. Um, yeah, so it went pretty hard, and I love the community and the experience, and just like live concerts in general. I've always loved for any type of music, and so we were really loving that with Fish. And then found Spafford, and I was like, this is even cooler because we can be like it's a smaller community. You can know more people. You can get close. You can see the band, mm -hmm. see what they're doing on stage, like see the connection between them even better. Um, yeah, we we heard we hadn't even really heard of Spafford until Baker's Dozen. We saw yeah. a few Spafford T-shirts, and I don't think they, maybe there was one there was after, an after show, show that we did. Yeah. yeah, and then um, it was pretty shortly after that that we started going to see them. So we drove through a snowstorm for our like maybe tenth ish yeah. Spafford concert to Detroit, and that was where we were doing like seven shows in ten days of Spafford. Um, and cause we're a little bit crazy and we, 
that Detroit show was Elk Club where we met Goose for the first time. And I was hoping John would be make mm -hmm. it today because John set up his camera right behind us and was like, I'm so sorry. Like, don't let it get in your way. Don't get worried. My, I'm part of this band that's going to be on next. Like, he was like pumping us up. <laughs> yeah. Like, we met John. Sounds like we're guarding for sure. <laughs> yeah. Sell yeah. it right away. Yeah. He's yeah. Like, you two, you have to watch it. Natural so. born salesman there, kid. Yeah. And then the first goose set we heard was that Al called in Detroit. And after the first or second song, I turned to Mike. I was like, this is good. And he was like, we're not going to start following our num another band, Jess. By oh, the yeah. Band, I said was a took, smaller band took, than Spafford. Yeah. He took yeah. all his words back. After the yeah, first set. and then yeah, pretty after those we did what <laughs> six of those seven opening yeah. shows for Spafford. This one for work. Uh, like a month later, we saw them. I think it was their first uh, headlining gig at uh, I think it was Kings Rook in yeah. Erie, PA. Um, Jesus, these places, man, that they yeah. Places we were the we were there playing. like yeah. There was <laughs> they were still eating dinner in the back when they were supposed to be on stage. Like the man oh, jumped yeah. on the stage and like oh yeah of course laughed <laughs> on the stage like it was crazy oh, oh yeah. yeah they're not trying to <laughs> actually play ride. any show it takes a lot of pushing to get them out there and hence <laughs> the extra hour that they needed for night two um so <laughs> last question most important question to any fish fan obviously what's your show count oh fish know, oh it's like yeah, nothing. No, you're at 100 oh, for goose like for yeah me? probably probably only like nice. 40 um, i think nice. I still is, good I'm not really sure what, what has happened in the last couple of years. With things I think most in, people think five or six shows of the same artist is quite a bit. Yeah. So I think 30, 40 are, are is a lot. Yeah. Um, but so yeah. let's get into it. Let's dig into it. Obviously, this is not a Goose podcast. We do sometimes talk about them. I don't know why. We're just riding their coattails. So um, let's get into the epicness of Night 2. And you guys are going to talk a lot about this. Obviously, like I said, I wasn't there. So I don't want to give too much of my... Uh, insight because I only literally listened to the songs with Trey. Um, you did a good job so let's talking talk about, about it last night, buddy. Yeah, and, and then I talked about Trey last night. So let's talk about Goose tonight. Let's talk about this first acoustic set. I'm just going to go through it really quick. Atlas Dogs, Moonrise, Goose, first time played. What did you guys think about Moonrise? I really love Moonrise acoustic. I dug it on the album. I listened to it obviously like six times before the show on Saturday at least. So I was thrilled to hear it acoustic. Period. Very good analysis. I new analysis here. And what about Mike? What about you? What about those first songs, Atlas Dog and uh, Moonrise? Uh, I thought they were really good. Um, Atlas Dogs is one of those songs that's really growing on me, but I just I have such a hard time with the name. All Every time I'm like, I, I like this, I know it, but I cannot remember what it's called. And every time so was it the new arrangement with Alice Dogs that they played in this acoustic style, or was it kind of similar to the original? Could you even tell? My Hon cousin re-listened. So. <laughs> Honestly, I think good it, boy. No, we don't prepare for this podcast. So it's good. This, I'm sure someone in the comments can probably answer that. But let us know the technicals of Alice Dogs in the comments. If you I was there crying. New arrangement. Was there we go. Thank you. Thank you. All right, she might have been crying. All right, cool, perfect. Mike wasn't really listening, so okay, perfect. Okay, this is no, what I expect. So, like, uh, okay, so we got that. Uh, let's see, a little Simon and Garfunkel vibes. I can see that too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, and a new, and it's a Peter song. Again, his writing is really improved. Um, so let's go on. Wake up, Arcade Fire cover. Uh, I love that cover. Yeah, that, yeah. I was trying to think. Have they done that so before? I, this freaked me out because I saw Goose first time played, and I started down a I rabbit hole. I was like, right? I've heard this before. Though, right? But yeah, so they did it a rainbow. 
Okay. Okay, Reblo. All right, right oh. on. Good, 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 good. Um, when was that? Um, Fred, I think, and Solarium, if my notes are correct. Oh, and Solarium. Okay, yeah, okay. I, That's right. That rings. That does ring a bell. But this first time played... This arcade fire cover by the whole band acoustic so that's yeah. very cool um, that was that was really yeah, good yes yeah, i don't know arcade fire that much and i don't know if anybody else in the chat big arcade fire fan i've heard the album this is off of it's supposed to be fantastic i do want i do want to listen sometime um but very cool you know digging into the indie well as they do um and then digging into the classic rock well, as they also do with Atlantic City, which is honestly a beautiful cover. They do it amazingly. I do wish I was there for this one. What did you guys think about that? I, I'm sure Jess was sobbing. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. That's when the tears <laughs> hit again. Waterworks <laughs> for Atlantic City. I feel we met the people as soon as I walked into our seats. We were first row of the first mezzanine on the aisle for night two. And it was mind blowing. Like that's got to be like the best spot yeah. in the house. And there was somebody next to us that just, they'd like, let's say, I think even before the show said, like, one of the songs that's chasing is Atlantic City. So yeah. they, I was just super stoked for them, and, like, they were losing their minds. And I mean, a, a great choice yeah, in New York, too. Eric, Eric is trying to, so that, Eric, the the 2015 Goose one is the Macy Gray one, says. says oh, Yes. Right. That's probably yeah. correct too. Yeah. Because yeah, they, they, they got merged. The accounts got merged. They got merged there. So it's yeah. still a like played arcade fire. As okay. Man, it's always good to have people on the podcast clearing things up because I would not be. <laughs> um, so this is great. So then we got a flow down, acoustic flow down. Obviously, can't go wrong. And an L Meg. How was the L Meg to come to? I mean, that that just L Meg was amazing. Incredible as always. Yeah. I mean, such the, a beautiful song. That's one that I feel like I, I have not heard in a while. And I, I kind of hoped they would do it acoustically. And it was, you know, fantastic. We A few years back, we saw just Rick and Peter do it acoustic at, uh, it was Birds of a Feather in Kentucky. It was like a mm, small 20, Yeah, it was 2019, right? August 2019. Yeah. yeah. Those were good shows, too. If anybody hasn't listened to those, it's like two shows, like 816 and that Yeah, the one with Rick and Peter and... um. The guys uh, from Rumpke. Rumpke. Yeah, yeah, it was so. Oh, cool. the Rumpke Mountain Boys, right? Yeah, yeah. and it was late, and it was it was pretty. That was a fun time. Um, a late, it happens a lot in and around. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was like in the middle of nowhere on like an old drag strip, it's like a drag strip. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very cool. Pretty wild. Um, shout out to Brian Hunziker, MC there, who yeah. hooked up Goose, got him out there. He's made some pins as well, so he's the man. Zinger's the man. Uh, we love that whole click out there in the Covington area too. So, all right, let's move on. Now we're getting into the electric uh, Rockdale. Perfect way to kick it off, right? Yeah, but you couldn't ask for a better better way to start that electric set. Yeah. I mean, Rockdale is one of those songs that I think is quickly climbing the ranks of one of my favorites. It's been probably close to the top for a while now. Legend Valley was amazing. And the one, you know, from, from here was just fantastic. Tons of energy. Um, you know, the crowd was super into it. Yeah. It's like Garrett was saying, crowd went nuts. Yeah. And that was the whole thing that I was hearing a lot. And you could hear it Friday, too. But, of course, it was even more so on Saturday. The energy in that building the whole weekend was absolutely nuts. Um, yeah. And that's part of what helps, I think, the band, of course, play well. I've always thought that about live music. So that that's And that's one of the best feelings on earth. So then you got Seekers, part one and part two. I always love Seekers, a little slower, you know, sewing it down, cooling it off a little bit after Rockdale, I'm sure. Yeah. And then Redbird. Let's talk about this Redbird. I heard this Redbird, what was it, into 
writing a novel. So we yeah, can talk about yeah. the whole thing. But that fantastic. The second the like lights all went red and the spotlight on Ben yeah. with his birding in yeah. the back, Betty and I was, was just, just like, amazing on that, one. that will be like forever. <laughs> like my, I don't have really great vision, but I could somehow see every <laughs> facial expression Ben was doing while he was flapping his red bird arms there. Yeah. <laughs> This is my podcast now, Kalinsky. I will do whatever I want. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, Redbird. I heard so many good things about Redbird. You yeah, know? I heard it was one of the highlights of the night. Yeah, know, honestly, yeah that that was Apparently. probably of the the non surprises of the night. I think Redbird was probably my standout. Yeah, that's very. Apparently, cool. Sam doesn't like the birding. She said no. But <laughs> no, I already embarrassed from your future husband. Oh, just get, just wait. Um, I've been embarrassed by him for years. So, uh, so yeah, and and this always kind of pops up a little bit. And Redbird is another really cool song that Peter's written that I think is very different and and, and just very interesting. And they really just like pancakes, it puts them into a jam space that a lot of other songs do not. So um, that's why you get some really epic stuff out of that. Uh, and then writing a novel, Father John Misty, Josh Tillman. Joining them for that. That is very cool. Yeah, um, he had some good dance moves too. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Mike, I had to, every, my, the people next to us were like, who, what, what's happening? And Mike knew. Indeed. Mike, uh, like, really Mike was <laughs> I was like, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I heard he was having a little fun that night. So I'm not oh, sure. Oh, yeah. 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 He looked like he was having the time of his life. And then um, one of my favorites, obviously, and I saw some pictures of Getty's lights during this. Uh, the creatures to end it out. How was that? Yeah. That wow. is can't yeah. go wrong. Well, yeah, with creatures. God, it's so sick. I was so I was also probably I think I was crying at this point. I kept having to like we on like the railing was like you know knee level, and I would like sit down on the ground and like just peer over the edge so I could focus. It was, <laughs> it was so overwhelming with all of the lights and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sam, creatures are sick, man. Nothing like pretty lights, but it's pretty good though, right? Well. So I had to. I had oh, and to. then we were with we were with um Ryan Matthews, um Abby Fox Photography's husband, and he was like, "Peter's gone. Where did Peter go?" Because he noticed when Peter walked off stage immediately. So then we were like searching the crowd, <laughs> waiting for where Peter was gonna pop up, and we could see him pop up on the little balcony over there. Now, of course, Peter's moving around a lot. He's scared the shit out of Trey moving around. So, <laughs> so okay, we got 13 minutes. Let's talk okay, about sorry, Trey. Okay, sorry. Okay, this is tough. Everyone's talking about Trey. We don't have to talk about that. Nah, this is good. So we're going to skip Silver Rising. Silver Rising is a werewolf song. Everybody loves it. Rick is a werewolf. It's great. Um, but let's talk about this. So Trey on Hunger Sight, which, again, I thought, from what I'd listened to, was probably the best musically um, if we were, you know, going to rate some of these songs that they played, because the whole experience was probably incredible. Um, but I'm just going to peel this off and let you guys talk. So it's Hunger Sight with Trey, then Arcadia. Uh, I yeah. sang a little bit of that too. Dripfield Loose Ends, Trey sang a little bit in there, and then Empress. So take it away. Yeah, I mean, I was just, I mean, everyone, you know, kind of already knew what was coming, you know, it, it kind of gone out in line, but it still was just like one of those, like, I can't believe this moment. It's like when the, the entire, I've never, and we had a perfect spot to see this up on the mezzanine. I've never seen more people with cameras and like phones in their hands. Yeah, I could see perfect. that on the video. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's hilarious. And I mean, Hunger Sight was when, when Trey like sang for the first time, like, and I would, I like was just like in shock. I, I was expecting, I don't know. I was kind of expecting him to sing maybe, maybe not, but like, 
for him to have actually like you know he obviously knew the songs which kind of reminds me of like you know i've seen you know when rick has sat in with people rick you know he learns the songs he, he knows what he's oh doing. yeah trey obviously you know he i'm you know sound checked it with him obviously but who knows if he was aware of them beforehand but you know yeah. obviously he knew the band yeah i Mike keeps telling people I fell to my knees, which is not what happened. I very nicely sat on the ground once again to focus through my tears, <laughs> staring at the stage. And it was absolutely wild. Like to watch just him come on stage, shake everyone's hands and like just start yeah. playing was I mean, and insane. Trevor's Trevor going in for the fist bump and then like the smoothest transition to a That's, handshake I've ever seen. Someone needs to right. Anyway, like that was. I, yeah, I remember somebody calling that out on social yeah. media, but it was true. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, Trevor's a smooth guy. It's hard not to. Yeah. And someone um, else someone in the comments mentioned the call and response. And it mm. was, that was just like so, like chills. And when I rewatched the video, the first time I rewatched the video, it was the same thing all over again. Yeah. Wild. And I mean, it was incredible how well it just jives on Hunger Sight, which is kind of a, it's just a song that I guess I wouldn't have expected them to right away, besides the composed part. Which I, say, yeah. I get, I get why. Then now, after the fact, especially why they why they chose that song, and for numerous reasons, obviously Dripfield coming out, they played it on C on CBS, so um, really, really cool. And I did think Trey just did a great job on that. I mean, I think he did a great job throughout. But um, then Arcadia, I have mixed feelings. Well, look, it was all awesome. Let's not be, let's be. The Arcadia, he seemed, you know, I, I would. That's a song I would have thought Trey would have absolutely so destroyed. You know. Someone, um, someone online. I can't remember where I first saw it. I've seen a few people say it, like how, um, when the what Jovi, the little girl, sat in with to sing "Bug" with Trey. Yeah. How she like started to like get located or something wrong, and like the crowd started cheering on, and like she fell into the groove right away. Incredible. The same thing incredible. happened with <laughs> Trey and Arcadia. Uh, yeah, and that's like, great. And it, like the crowd just like went crazy, and like he then he got right right yeah. back, back into it. It was so God, it's so good. Yeah, you, I guess I could see that too in the, in the yeah. video. And I, like that comparison was so cool to me, and just to That's think really about. Good. Yeah, I don't remember where I first saw it. And then today we were rewatching the the one that's on YouTube already, and just like I said to Mike, like Trey's like cadence of singing it was like his Trey's cadence. I felt like, <laughs> and it was so fun to like see that. Yeah, with yeah. Arcadia, the song we all know so well. This is not our top song. We were talking about top songs earlier, but yeah. Oh wow, that's a top one for me and a top yeah. one no, I mean, a lot of people. I mean, as far as how many we've seen, it's not our most. Okay. Oh, okay. Just shut yeah, song yeah. count. Okay, yeah. right yeah. on. So yeah. then, Dripfield with Blue Scent. Speaking of songs, that I thought would be pretty hard. I do think Trey took a little bit more of a backseat on this because he did, by all accounts, practice Hunger Sight and Arcadia right. a bit. Yeah. I do think, with you know, based on information I've heard over the years, like and and seen that I'm pretty sure he was familiar with all this music, which oh, is yeah. why he could just play yeah. songs like Dripfield and uh, Empress without necessarily maybe having practice them. But uh, a loose sense too. I just thought he looked like he almost like was like, what the hell does that happen? You know, got <laughs> into the groove really quick because it's a cool little easy kind of groove. But um, it was really funny to see kind of his his face and expression when they went into that. And I feel like that's not, such a perfect. It's you not Dripfield anymore. <laughs> and Trevor, just this like smile on his face was insane. And Mike turned to me during loose ends and goes, Trey is playing Trevor's jam. What's happening right now? And I, yeah. Well, I once again sat down on the floor looking out over the balcony. Yeah. Yes. And like the, it's funny because, um, 
a lot of people don't know that that loose ends little ditty is is Trevor's that he kind of yeah. came up with then uh, a long time ago. So any also we talked about this yesterday in HF Pod, but anytime you see loose ends on a set list or you get it in a show, you know the band the band is vibing hard. Yeah, right? I was just doing yeah. that last night. You know, it's almost like uh, not to bring too much of a fish comparison, but like you know they always say when they play Rocky Top that they know that they you know they've been hitting it on all cylinders, and I feel like when loose ends comes in, that that's you know. Uh, you know, it's going to be a fire show. Yeah, there are just certain times, you know, lots of times when fish is like you know, weaving in and out of things too is one of the times where it's just like, oh God, they're just feeling it, you know? And I just think both all the guys out on stage are feeling it though not during the show. And you could tell the whole night, they really had the feeling Friday and then it just kept growing the whole yeah. time into this tray set. Right. Um, and then what, of course, what a great way, what a fantastic way. I mean, some of the choices they made set list wise over the course of the weekend were perfect. Yeah. Uh, but this was an ultimately incredible ending with Empress. What was the feeling like in there? I don't think they could have gone for a much better, you know, just the crowd reaction was incredible. Everybody was so fired up. I love and that about listening to videos. Trey's playing on Empress. Like, how can you not be? I think I might hit my like emotional overload by far at that point. And I like honestly don't have any memories of Empress. Of, Just like, black the like, blacked I'm, out, not, drowning in your own drinking, tears. But like I have like no memories from Empress. Asphyxiated by tears. Yeah, I, guess I was done by that point. I was cooked. That is very incredible. I mean, what an incredible. Type three tears, yeah. Angela said type three tears. Yep. Oh, we got up there. We somebody had asked about type two tears before, and we got through that. Um, we broke way through that level. Yeah. Uh, you lost lost the original structure of two. What tears yeah. Actually are. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, this is another thing too. One of the things that we always look for. We talked about loose ends always being a, a clear sign the band was feeling it during a show, but. Um, you can also tell by just the, the way they, the guys, their little mannerisms and Peter's always out there happy as hell, but, um, you know, Rick too, you, you know, see him shake his hair a lot. He's smiling the whole set. It's really unbelievable to see. He's got a little joke here and there, which is always yeah. when he's loose. Trevor's smiling, you know, I mean, come on. It's really hard to not feel great. We like, haven't said it yet. Yeah, sorry, Angela said in the chat, but the Jeff, Papa, can we keep him? was just like, <laughs> I, I think I texted one of my like fish buddies that I work with. Um, like I said, I think there's a sixth member of the band. <laughs> oh God, I hope so. <laughs> to be honest, I really hope so. Um, and then I also thought a very cool way to end the show with Father John coming out with Trey, with the band, Jeff on guitar, yeah, playing Jeff a Beatles everything. cover that they all know. Jeff and then everything. sharing verses with me. Um, but so what a way to wrap it up. Right? Yeah. Wild. Um, yeah, kind of what Jess was alluding to with Emperor. Just at that point, I was just, I was, I was puddled. Like I was on the floor. There was really, but it was, you know, Father John percussion. You know, that was cool. Him singing. Um, have they done tomorrow? Never know since uh, Goosemas twenty nineteen. Dude, I I don't. Let me fact check. I I feel I feel like they have. Someone fact check. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fact checking. Everyone who listens to this podcast knows I do not do that. We just wing it and hope, I hope somebody else helps. Oh, yeah, they say yes. 
Yeah. I mean, Bruce took over this podcast. It doesn't mean he took over doing any sort of work for it. And that would be ridiculous. So I just talked to Osiris about Ken and Greg and Joey. Apparently, you know, <laughs> really they very recently, though. <laughs> we weren't listening. Vermont. Yeah, okay. Just... That makes sense. Okay, cool. Yeah, I knew they had done Tomorrow Never Knows. But um, it's, yeah, what an epic yeah. show. What an absolutely epic weekend for the guys. Album release, two sold out shows at Radio City with tons of special guests. They absolutely crushed the music the whole weekend. Did the album signing on Saturday, CBS morning show on Saturday. I mean, like, I just don't, it's hard to even fathom. You guys know from seeing them at these random places in Erie and, and Detroit. Like what if we're going to, you know, knock this out before the premiere starts in three minutes, everybody. And thank you for hanging. Uh, you know, what is the feeling like to see that after all of these years? I, it's still, I'm still not used to it. Like every time I walk into some of these rooms, I'm just like, how is this even possible? And I mean, it just is like a testament to how talented they are and how hardworking they are. Cause like, I've never, seen a band just rock it like that and i mean step up to the plate they stepped up to the plate in a big way yeah and they've just grown and followed their own path and like someone recently was like have they changed as people and i was like no like they're like they're like so focused and working so hard on creating what they want to do and like not letting everything that could be getting to them get to them and it's amazing to see and it's just like i could never have feel prouder of like the crew and the band and everybody and the family and all of the everybody who's yeah and just how much hard work all the crew has put in and you know the the families and significant others too i mean that's they're putting in the work too yeah yeah no definitely i couldn't say it about myself just so proud of the guys and so happy for them and so happy to see where this leads so thank you guys for coming on this is a great episode bruce runs it it's good and thank you guys (laughs) you really crushed it thank you everybody in the comments for hanging out with us it was a lot of fun uh best episode of the great beyond for neil oh sorry greg oh no sorry greg i'm taking over (laughs) Um, but I've no, been telling no. you to have us on forever, Bruce. So I just need well, to hey, I finally you know had to. Um, but so <laughs> happy hundred to you guys. Thank you, everybody, in the comments. Go check the video premiere of uh, night two, Radio City Music Hall. It's going to be absolutely sick, all mixed pro shop video. Enjoy, it's on YouTube. Um, and and just thanks again, everybody. We'll see you out there. Greg, Joey, and I will be at Peach. So if you're at Peach, come by and say hi. Um, we'll and there. then we'll catch everything we'll else on the, on the... Oh, and those two will be there, too. Maybe next, uh, you know, host. So, yeah. Mike, just walk with you. Thank you, Sam. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us. Down the pathway to the great beyond. Osiris.